Okay, so Bezras Hashem, we're continuing with the Yat Kislev Drasha from the Goin and the Tzadik of Yitzhak Maya Morgenstern from Shnas Tuf Shin Ayin Zayin. And we're continuing with trying to understand why it is that the name associated with Hanukkah is the name Taf Taf Ka, which is related to the Indian of Taf, which is youthful ignorance and Tipin Tipin and drops of insignificance. <coughs> which are associated with katnus, and how it's specifically from within the katnus, by elevating the katnus back up to godless, we gain the actual manifestation of the Yehudim that the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh, that the Balatanya, that the Magad of Bezrich were trying to teach us. And what we focused on was Igeres Chaf in Igros Kodesh, where the Balatanya was Machadesh towards the end of his life, that there's an Orchoyzer from the Kav, that the ray of infinite light that descends down into the world in order to illuminate that Halal HaPanui, when it hits the bottom, it doubles back upwards to its source with intense ferocity and a new type of movement that would not have been possible had it not hit the limit. And we spoke about the distinction between Oryasher and Orchoyzer. Oryasher is that straight light that comes down from a clarified source of above to below. And Orchoyzer is that more difficult concealed light that emerges from the thickness of down here up above. And we're going to see how it's specifically this Orchoyzer, this reverberating light, this light that makes a turn at its limit point when it encounters its absolute end, that's going to be the light that we associate with Taras HaChasidus, and that's going to be the light that we associate with this Chiddush, that it's specifically down here that we're capable of elevating ourselves back to the loftiest place possible. The Rebbe continues and he writes, so we saw earlier that the Rebbe, in introducing two concepts from the Balhatanya, in explaining that every ore, every darga has its kli, has its vessel, which is the hakadama to that ore, which means that we have to prepare ourselves before we can taste experience itself. And the preparation for experience is part and parcel of experience. And the ore of Yehudim, the light of the unifications that the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh was being Megala in the world, is associated with the kli of pashtus, simplicity which we associated with those tipin tipin of the shame taf taf ka and that taflos and that youthful ignorance associated with katnus. And here the Rebbe is going to return back to the first Kiddush that the Baal Hasula made, which is that in the Zayra Kaddish we find the numerous places that Rabbi Shimon hears his, his name being called Shimon Shimon. And by dint of the fact that it didn't say Rebbe Shimon, Rebbe Shimon, it means that it was coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu Now it's not clear, at least explicitly in the text, what this means, but the way I understand it is as follows, that if the Rebbe is pointing out that the Kli for the Or of Yehudim, for that highest light is the Kli of Pashtus, so we see that explicit here in that Zayar HaKadosh as well. Because when Rebbe Shimon is referred to as Rebbe Shimon, so that's a state of godless. Rabbi Shimon has that ability to be the Rosh Chabura, to be the Rosh Bias, to be that Tzadik said Oilam, to be referred to as Rabbi Rebbe. But that status of Rebbe Rebbe is only in relationship to things that are lower than Rabbi Shimon. But when Rabbi Shimon is called Shimon Shimon, without the Toar of Rebbe, without the honorifics of Rebbe, which points to a state of Pashtus, Shimon Shimon, without that Rebbe, that becomes the clee for Rabbi Shimon to realize that, wow, this must be coming directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. Because that aura of Yehudim, that highest level of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, sending down that light to the tzaddikim, to the world, 
when it comes down from that high place of Yehudim, the Kli is going to be Pshitos, and Shimon Shimon, of referring to Rebbe Shimon without the Torah of Rebbe, is going to be that or of Pshitos. So the Rebbe continues, and he says it specifically when Rabbi Shimon reaches this Darga of Yehudim, the loftiest level, that Az Shama Sha'atika Kadisha Karulo Shimon Beli Rebbe. It's at that point that he's referred to as Shimon as, without Rebbe, because the or, the Kli necessary to be koilate, that or of Yehudim is the Kli of Pashtus, where a person is no longer going to have their titles that give them strength. That we know that in the encounter with Yaakov and the Sarashal Esav, when Yaakov got hit on his thigh, which was associated with the Netzach of Zer Anpin, which is associated with the Hod of the Nukva, which is the secret of the Pagam of Hod, which we've spoken about in the last drasha that we spoke about, where the Pagam of Hod is our inability to be grateful to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we have the ability to have a Muna in the Torah Sabal Shem Tov in our generation, to have a Muna in ourselves and our Yehudim. So that Pagam in Hod, that was encountered with the Saroshal Esav, that Pegam of Amuna in ourselves, that represents all of the Bechino Shalhani Tzutzin Hatzrichim Tikun. That place that was Nifkam is all of those fallen sparks, all of those drops, all of those Tipin which still operate at the lowest level of Elam HaAsiyah that are stuck without rectification as of yet. And these are those 10 lowest manifestations of the sparks of holiness that are entrenched within the lowest imaginable place, which as we saw from the Rebbe earlier in the name of the Balatanya, that it's specifically the Orchoser, that reverberating light that comes out of darkness that has the capacity of rectifying these very low those irreducible points of holiness that are now swallowed up and contained at the bottom of the heels of Adam Kadmon, which is Mislabesh in the lowest imaginable place possible. And the rectification of these irreducible sparks of holiness that continue to be hidden and concealed within darkness, the ge'ula, redemption, is dependent on them. Behem nekraim sheiris Yaakov, and they're referred to in the Zayra Kadush as the sheiris Yaakov, as the, the leftovers of Yaakov, those things which seemingly have no capacity of being redeemed. We have no ability to elevate them, they're stuck. There's no way of fixing them. It's a tikkun that a person can't be matakin. But on Hanukkah, on Hanukkah, Kaddish Baruch Hu Nasan HaKoyach Lahalais Oisa Yud Nitzutzei Kedusha. On Hanukkah, which is muktam, which is prepared for by the light of Yat Kislev, so we then have the capacity to elevate those 10 sparks of holiness that are concealed within the lowest place imaginable. That when the other side, when the hither side, when the Sarashal Esav, when the darkness of our lives was engaged with the battle with Yaakov Avinu, he hid him, he hid him in that thigh. And those sparks fell down into the lowest place. And the redemption is dependent and contingent upon the elevation of the these places in our lives that seem to be without redemptive quality. And on Hanukkah, we have the need and the opportunity to elevate these fallen sparks through this name of Taf Taf Ka, which represents the Katnas, the Pashtas, the Shimon without the Rebbe Shimon. And it's all through the Kayach of Archozer.
Hold on. So the question is, how is it that we access this or chozer? How is it that we access this reverberating light, this capacity of the light to emerge from places of darkness in order to elevate those sparks of holiness that continue to be stuck, that continue to remain stuck? How is it that it's specifically the or chozer, that returning light, that the Balatanya was machadesh, that applies as well to the kav of or in sof, that when it hits the limit, it returns back to its source? How is it that this has the ability to elevate those sparks of holiness and those sparks of Kedusha, which have not been capable of being released yet. So hine ha'or shel Hanukkah, when it comes to the light of Hanukkah, hu ha'or shel Torah The or of Hanukkah is the light of Torah and that's why as a hakdama to the light of Hanukkah, we have the holiday of Yat Kislev. And what is this light of the Torah Sachasidus? Hu ha'derech eich letaken es ha'akvayim b'koyach shel orchoser. The ore of Torah Sachasidus is the secret of how we rectify these fallen sparks that appear to be irredeemable in any other way, specifically through the Orchoser. Because like we've said before, the Torah of Hasidus is the revolution where that which is lower is revealed to be higher, and that which appears to be in opposition to holiness is in truth shown to be a tool and a vehicle to transform regular holiness into a more intense and ferocious expression of holiness. And this Chiddush of the Balatanya, that it's very at the very bottom of the Chalal, where the Kav or Sof hits and then returns back in order to elevate those things which are most hidden, that is the light of Torah Sachasidus. And this is what the Balatanya wrote at the end of the 20th letter. That the secret of Torah Sachasidus and the secret of the Tikkun of these lowest sparks imaginable, those parts in our lives that appear to be irredeemable, it specifically manifests in the dear betachtoinim, in the oilam ha'asiyah, in the mitzvah maisios, in engaging with physicality and congealment of experience, it's specifically there that when we hit the bottom, it can revert back up to a place where it can be redeemed finally. But the Rebbe says, Tzarech lahavin ma shayach kolzel gilei tarasach hasidus. What shaykhist does this all have to the gili of Torah ba'alma? Because until now, all we've spoken about are hints. So ultimately, the question that the Rebbe wants to ask is, what shaykhist is there between this chiddush of the Balhatanya and Torah And the chiddush is namely that it's specifically the or choser that emerges from concealment, that hits the very bottom and returns back up to the top, what is the chiddush of that or choser and its ability to redeem that which appears to be irredeemable? Those yud nitzotzim shanivloyim tachas akvayim the adam kadmon ba'olam ha'asiya. What is it about Torah that is related to this rectification of that which appears to be irredeemable, specifically through some intense motion of or choser moving back upwards? The Rebbe says as follows. In order to understand the connection between this secret of the Shem Taf Tafka and the elevation of that which is lowest through an intense experience of our Choser, we have to first and foremost understand what the Derech of the Torah of the Baal Shem Tov is and what the Derech of Torah Sachasidus is. So we know that in the writings of the Arizal, 
there are going to be various gradations through which we understand the unfolding of existence. There's going to be the or in sof, the infinite light prior to the tzimtzum. There's going to be the tzimtzum. There's going to be that constriction and creation of the void. There's going to be the kav, the re-entrance of that light of the infinite in a measured way in that paradoxical impossibility of faith that descends back into the halal within which the worlds of Adam Kadma and Atzilas, Priyasira, Nasiya are going to continue to operate. That's Taras HaKabalah. Ah, Taras HaBal Shemtov. But when it comes to the Torah, the Baal Shemtov HaKadosh, Ba'emes Medaber Gama Me'oisam HaOlamus Da'akva Abiya. Chasidus also talks about those worlds that occupy the Chalal HaPanoi, wherein the Kav re-entered itself after the Tzimtzum. Chasidus also talks about those five worlds of Adam Kadmon, Atzilus, Briyas, Yer, and Asiya, corresponding to the levels of Keser, Chachma, Bina, Zer, Anpin, and Malchus. Ach, Mevarem, Arenu, HaRebi, Rashab. But the Rebbe Rashab explains in Torah Shalom, the Torah Medaber Yoter Gavoa Havaya Da'akva Abiya. That in truth, Torah yes, it speaks at that Shem Havaya, the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is associated with all five of those worlds. Because in the world of the Arizal, Ak represents the Kutza Shal Yud, it represents the level of Keser. The Yud itself represents the world of Atzilus. The first He represents the world of Bria. The Vav represents the world of Yitzira. And the He represents the world of Asiya. So that's the Shem Havaya which represents all five of those worlds within the world of Simpson that Rav Chaim Vital and the Arizal describe. And the Rebbe Rashab says that in truth, Hasidus speaks about that first Shem Havaya. It speaks about the Shem Havaya and all of the worlds and manifestations of limitation that the Arizal speaks about. Elohu Havaya but what Hasidus does in a very delicate way with all of the prerequisite rules and regulations so as to allow things to contain themselves within the simple secret of unity and never, God forbid, to apply any type of imaginable limitations or any existence to the infinite itself. But what Hasidus does is it takes those five gradations of worlds of the Arizal and it says that these are simply a stamp or a reflection of another five levels that exist prior to and above the or in Sof, above that original Simpson. So what Hasidus does in accordance with the Rebbe Rashab is it sees the entire reality of the Kabbalah of the Arizal and it recognizes that this also comes from a level preceding it, which is also the depth of the Torah of the Arizal. So it takes the Shem Havaya of the worlds of Adam Kadmon and Atzilus Bri, Yitzir and Asiya of after the Tzimtzum, and it rises it and it raises it back up to the Shem Havaya HaNe'elemes, to the concealed Shem Havaya, to that process of expression prior to expression, or what the Rebbe very often refers to in the language of the Rebbe Rashab, it's a Metzius She'ena B'Metzius, an existence that is non-existent or a non-existent existence. Because yes, it's the potency of all of those worlds. It's the potential of Ak and Abiya. It's the Havaya HaNe'elemes, however, which exists in a potential form as Yechoyles, as a possibility of emergence, prior to and above or within the manifestation of those very worlds in the writings of the Arizal. So what we see from the Rebbe Rashab is that Hasidus lives in the world of the Arizal, but it takes it back up to its invisible source. And in spite of the fact that it's invisible over there, in Hasidus, invisibility doesn't make a difference because you could still speak about that which you can't speak about. You can speak about the gradations prior to expression as well, while the Arizal speaks only in the world of that which has already been revealed. So that's what the Rebbe Rashab says when he says that, yes, we access the Shem Havaya of Ak and Abiyah that the Arizal spoke about, but in Hasidus, they bring it back up to the Shem Havaya Hana Elemes, 
אשר שם משתקפן כל המדרגוס דאק ואביע כפי שורשם במקום נעלם דהוויה העליונה הנעלמס. And in truth, what we're able to do through Torah Sachasidus is elevate the revealed worlds of Ak and Abiyah, that Havaya of after the Tzimtzum, and we bring it back up in accordance with their idealized form. Without any distinction, we bring up those worlds of Ak and Abiyah in accordance with their Shoresh, Bamakom Hane'elam, in that concealed place of Havaya Ha'elyona Hane'elemis, of that elevated and concealed Shem Havaya, which operates beyond manifestation. It's a state of pure potential prior to any manifestation in Metzias She'ena B'Metzias, because it's a Ne'elemis, but Hasidus brings us back up to a place even higher than the worlds that the Arizal speaks about. And what we have to understand for ourselves, now that we've identified exactly what Torah Sachasidus is coming to do for us, Torah Sachasidus is coming to bring everything that we understand in the world of Kabbalah and reveal that it's rooted in a much higher place than we tend to assume it's rooted. So what Hasidus is doing is it's bringing everything back up to a higher origin. It's taking from the known origin to the unknown origin, to the identifiable starting point, to the unidentifiable starting point, from the conscious starting point of things in the world of the Arizal, which is after the symptom, to the unconscious, Havayana Elemis, which is prior to an exceeding the limitations of the Akhenabiya of the world of the Arizal, and it brings us to a higher place. But what we have to continue to understand, says the Rebbe, is now that we know that Hasidus takes us to a higher origin, so then what relationship does this have with that shame taftafka, with the recognition that on Hanukkah and on Yat Kislev, what we're osik in, is trying to elevate the lowest imaginable places, and what the relationship is between Taras al-Hasidus, which takes us to a loftier place, and what its relationship to elevating lower places is as well. So what we're going to see from the Rebbe tonight, Amir Tzashem, is that the higher something comes from, the lower it can manifest itself. And because Taras al-Hasidus teaches us to bring things back to their true source, which is even higher than the worlds of the Arizal, it gives us the ability to descend further down into the depths of the depths, that place of the Tipin Tipin, that place of Katniss, that place of the Shem Taf Taf Ka, and to elevate it. Because as we're going to see, the nature of Orchoser is that the higher something emerges, if I drop a ball from very high up, the bounce that is going to take place when it hits the bottom is going to bounce much higher than had I only dropped the ball from a few feet above the ground. That the higher the source, the higher the reverberating light, which means that if Torah Sachasidus brings us to a higher source, then it also means that Torah Sachasidus is going to able to reveal an orchoser in a stronger way. It's going to be able to descend lower. And we're going to see how the lofty roots of what Torah Sachasidus have us contemplate in the worlds of Yichud is also something simultaneously, at the very same moment, going to teach us how we can descend lower and lower and lower into those places that we thought were irredeemable or unrelated to Kedusha Be'ezer Sashem.